we are assembled here this evening to get through this thing called life. Electric word life, that means forever, that's mighty long time, but I'm here to tell you, there's an afterworld. All excited. I don't know why. I maybe it's good. All gonna die. Oh, when we do, what's it all? What's it all Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy Derek D. T. Thompson. Oh, okay. D. Dot T. Dot. Some talking about on back on the back on the microphone. <laughs> Some talking about. Some talking about. That's one of my favorite uh, black people sayings. You know. It's like Rick James said that shit in the, in the in the sketch about Rick James. Yeah. Sitting here reminiscing about Charlie Murphy. Something talking about whooping my ass. And then the great, uh, what was it, Reba McIntyre said, and give him something to talk about. Or was that Shania Twain? If I got that incorrect, let me apologize right now to Sanaa Twain. Her fine self, sweet, sexy thing, you. A happy New Year to everyone. I want to say that right now. While the uh, days in January are still in the single, single digits. Anything beyond the, t- the 10th is like crazy. Stop it. Actually, people say that shit till February if they're seeing you for the first time. And they like you. A happy New Year, Derek. Go fuck your mother. Oh, I'm sorry. I would never tell anybody to go fuck their mother. I'm not Italian. What am I doing? It's one of them Italian insults. Anytime I hear it, I, I imagine Joe Pesci saying it. Hey, go fuck your mother. Hope everybody had a great holiday. Mine was great. Flew down to North Carolina, the cradle of fucking civilization. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not the cradle of civilization. That'd be Africa, just like Jeb told you in that sketch. But no, I went home. I, I, you know, I used to want gifts for Christmas. Now, man, it's just good to go home, see everybody in good health. Went to my, my mother's side of the family to have a New Year's Eve party every year. Where they exchange gifts. Started by my grandmother, Louise. She used to say, uh, all throughout the year, you belong to your spouses. But on the uh, Christmas Eve, you belong to me. You're coming to my house. And we used to do that. It used to be fun, you know, toys everywhere, you know. Be 40 degrees outside and 95 degrees in grandmother's house because they had this little cast iron uh, uh, stove, I mean, well, wood heater. Later to be replaced by a gas heater. And they kept that bitch hot in that motherfucker. I think it's an old people thing. I don't think you get an actual chill in your bones because of the weather until you get, what, 50. And after that, life slowly seeps from your body. <laughs> I'm kidding. That, that slow seep starts when you're born. Uh, but when you're born, you're regenerating cells so fast. You're actually defeating time. Until you get big, full grown, then you start dying. Hey, look, this is morbid. No. <laughs> oh, back to the party. The party was fun, man. And, you know, like since grandma and granddad died, they passed it off to the the siblings, it's like nine of them, so they pass it. And this time, it was like, you know, my mother and my Aunt Betty Jean, a good country name for 
uh, a black woman born in the fifties. <laughs> they were in charge, so I had to MC the whole thing, and I did. You know, I entertained. I did a pretty good job. You know, five minutes is nothing. I didn't even insult my aunties. Now my brother did. He called him fat. <laughs> Not them, but just you know, said we had some fat people in there, and he did that shit because he he did the grace over the food and he called people fat. I think it was in the grace. See, y'all think I'm, I say wild shit. My brother's wilder than me. It was fun. It was fun, though, you know, hanging out with the folk. Did that, and then I stayed a couple, a few days with my parents. Got into an argument with my father on, on, on Christmas. Over politics. It was funny. <laughs> this nigga. Asked me a question, and in the, in the middle of me answering the question, this nigga shut the whole conversation down. I'm like, damn, Pop. Not you too. Let go of my father, mainstream media. <laughs> They're like, no, we've had him since the sixties. We will not release him. Oh man, that's funny though. But don't be afraid to talk to your parents about politics. You gotta find out where he at. I was like, damn, yo. Feels like my father don't get any pushback on his politics. Cause he shut that shit down. He was almost like Michael Coleone in the first Godfather. Enough over. <laughs> he waved the conversation off like it was an incomplete pass in the NFL. Like, damn. <laughs> Due to your opinions not lining up with mine, we're going to call an incomplete pass, 15-yard penalty on the offense. <laughs> that shit's funny, though. Shit, that shit was so heated. I had to say, uh, it's not personal. It's crazy as my father, y'all. I, I, you know, very rare, rarely I challenged my father. And I felt myself sliding back into a, a little kid. But, 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 Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Too much fun talking to politics. <laughs> my mama, we going to get something to eat later on. She's like, you know better than to talk, talk about that kind of stuff with your father. He's a lot of things, but open-minded ain't one. I'm like, damn, mom. Little sneak diss at pop. They do that with me. Like my mom would talk about my dad, and my dad talk about my mom, and I just like, I'm just listening until like it gets too out of line. I'm like, whoa, whoa, chill. Y'all gotta live together. Yeah, that shit was fun, man. Getting fat, eating everybody's food. Mm. Got some great Christmas socks. <laughs> Yo, Christmas don't pass without me getting socks and drawers as a grown man. I said single people shit. Now you know this nigga ain't buying drawers. Let me get him some underwear. So he won't have any with the moonroof out. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. That's 20-year-old Derek. He used to walk around here with holes in his drawers. <laughs> no more. No more breeze blowing on my cheeks because my ass is out. Because I got hoes in my drawers. Excuse me, sir. It seems to you have hoes in your undergarments. Is that for easy access or are you poor? <laughs> it did gay men walk around with uh, drawers with hoes in them because it's appealing. <laughs> Wait till Antoine see these cheeks peeking out these underwear. He's going to love it. Oh, man. Yo, yo, I just seen some shit today, man. They saw some aliens in the Miami Mall, nigga. <laughs> what? So the story is, I think it was New Year's Day. 
that had some aliens in the Mayan Mall. And according to people, these aliens were eight to ten feet tall. They had a head, arms, and legs, but no hands and feet. What? Spooky. And they didn't walk. They disappeared and they reappeared. And then they disappeared in a different spot. Like, oh shit, nigga, he snuck up on me. That kind of shit. Right? And said the cell phones went out. The power went out. And allegedly the police had a shootout with these niggas, but the bullets were going through them. What? What in the name of X-Files is going on? I'll tell you what. I was talking to my black friend. And he said if aliens come down here, he's like, yo, chill. We're going to hear them out. He said white people will try to like, we should team up and fight these grays. Mm-mm-mm-mm, nigga, I refuse to fight another person of color. <laughs> oh, shit, no, <nah>, alien. <laughs> aliens would have pointed came down here. We came down here because mankind is destructive. You know? Dude like me, I'm like, facts, nigga, talk about it. But they said they want, they didn't harm them. They just scared a bunch of people. I'm like, I'm a cool. That's the worst aliens can do. Fine, I'm with it. <laughs> Scares some folks. <laughs> that shit was wild. I ain't got no video of it. Because apparently they were shutting down cell phones. I'm like, man, great start, 2024. Uh, 2024 is shaping up to be a volatile year. It's crazy how we like we have a lot of crazy shit that goes down on election years, right? Interesting. How shit goes down sometimes, baby. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Right at a time where we got to make a big decision. Has anyone hit you with New Year, New Me yet? <laughs> this is everybody's favorite. This is a new year, so you're going to be dealing with a new LaRonda. You know, last year was very toxic for me. So no toxicity in 2024. New Year, New Angela. People working out. No, they shouldn't be working out this hard, this soon. <laughs> you know, it's not about a great change at the start of another year. It's about incremental changes throughout the year. I'm trying to be a better person. You know what I mean? I haven't called anybody a bitch-ass nigga all year. Wait a minute, let me think. No, I haven't. <laughs> Somebody tried to trick me into a new year, new shit. Invited somebody over. She's like, how about you buy me some Prosecco? I'm like, how about you shut the fuck up? It's the same Derek. <laughs> Run that game on me. I buy the liquor sometimes. But I always ask you first every time. I'm like, shit, if you had it, why would I pay for it? Brand new year. Chappelle dropped that new special. I enjoyed it, but it's not as good as the rest. I think he's... um. Losing steam. And as a selfish man, I think he should go back. Just live life for maybe a year and a half, two years. Get them flames back. Not saying it was bad. In fact, when I saw the Madison Square Garden, I enjoyed it more than I did on Netflix. I don't think it was as good. <clears throat> but, you know, you tell it losing steam. I mean, the man's cranked out like, what, six specials? In three years. Bananas. That is super prolific, nigga. That's like winning 10 score champ- championships in a row in the NBA. 
Much as I enjoyed that special, that wasn't the best thing comedy's given me so far this year. The best thing I've gotten from Comedy World this year is the Cat Williams interview. If you haven't heard it, <laughs> check it out. I love it. Cat didn't hold back. Cat just went off on everybody. His favorites. His favorite to go off on is Kevin Hart. A little small man challenge. I think it's just competitive. I think he's just he thinks he's funnier than Kevin Hart. And he thinks he called Kevin an industry plant. Which is like, you know. Is isn't everybody fucking with the industry industry plant? They have rules. If you don't apply by those rules, they won't push you. Like and cat defies all the rules. The first rule of Hollywood is don't don't be honest about what you see going on. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. That's how Harvey Weinstein got away with that shit forever. Nick's not paying attention. This nigga had don't be a creep in his contract. <laughs> you know how many creep ears you got to put in before they say, hey, yo, nigga, before you sign this contract, look at clause nine. Uh, the, <laughs> the signee shall not be grabbing titties in Hollywood or showing his, his, his penis. That apparently looks weird, man. <laughs> All these perms got weird dicks, man. Epstein got a weird dick, according to the, the deposition. Uh, Harvey Weinstein got a weird dick, according to people uh, that seen it. <laughs> this is a great time to bring up dick mutilation and what it turns people into. The Epstein list came out. A redacted list, of course. Some name that's been blotted out a bunch of times. I'm guessing it's Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, how sweet would that be? I, you know what name ain't redacted? It ain't Trump name. Because if they could catch that nigga on that shit, they would. But Trump's instincts on that nigga was pretty good. He caught Epstein flirting with an underage girl of another member of the Mar-a-Lago club. And he's like, nigga, you are out of here. I kicked them out. So they can't get Trump on that. But guess who's on there 50 times? Billy Clinton. What? They said Billy like young girls. What? Oh, no, not him. Not the shining prince of the Democratic Party. But, well, you know, we know this nigga been creep for years. That's shit is wild. Ain't nobody going to jail behind this shit. And if they do, they'll die in prison. Jail. Just like Ebony Epstein. Oh, back to that Cat Williams interview, though. That shit was hilarious. Who he shitting on? He was shitting on, uh, uh, what's his name? Ricky Smiley. <laughs> if you don't know Ricky Smiley, Ricky Smiley's a black comedian. Uh, used to host BET, Comic View. Fun fact about Ricky Smiley in the connection with your boy DT. Ricky Smiley was the first nigga I worked for. Worked with, I'm sorry. At a comedy club that I had seen on TV. So needless to say, I was excited. Right? Young dude, I think it was like a couple months in the game. The house host was gone. Yo, man, I'm going to let you do this shit because I believe in you, man. Hold it down. I said, like, yes, sir, Mr. Man, I'm going to do my fucking best. And I did. You know, I did my thing. Felt good. Crowd responded properly. And then at the end of the show, Ricky comes over to talk to me. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get some props from Ricky Smiley. <laughs> this nigga said, uh, next time you open up somebody big like me or Steve Harvey, you need to wear a suit. 
and he proceeds to have his friend that's with him, his brother maybe, give me two hundred dollars. All right, man, go buy you a suit. I'm like this nigga. No words of encouragement for this young comedian. <laughs> you tell the bean like what he had on, buy a suit. And I had, I had him, I had my Tims on. I had my Jimi Hendrix T-shirt. I had some jeans. This is regular dude shit. This nigga won't be dressed like I'm coming to church. Now how I'm gonna say all these four letter words dressed like a deacon, nigga? <laughs> it's doable. But I ain't like the way he approached me, man. I ain't like that nigga since that. Look, I took that money and I bought me a new cell phone and I took my girl out to eat. All on two hundred dollars. This back when cell phones was cheap. They get you with that overnights and weekend shit. I like this nigga had the indignation. <laughs> To talk about my garments. Fuck out of here, nigga. You ugly motherfucker. <laughs> He's ugly. I'm like, nigga, you, uh, your ugly ass trying to tell me how to dress. When you should be addressing your face. <sighs> but Cat went in on him. That was funny. I just found it funny. My roommate, who's much more sensitive to the plight of rich comedians. I'm like, man, why Cat hating? I'm like, I don't think He's hating. I think all his shit comes from a competitive standpoint. Like, look, I'm better than these niggas, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> it hit a nerve because a lot of these niggas responded the next day. So I'm like, fuck Rick Smiley, I don't care. Said Cedric the Entertainer stole his joke. I'm like, yeah, that's petty. Yeah, joke still ain't cool. Especially if you just step to him and he's like, said one thing, then he goes on Shannon Sharp Show and says another. That's different. <clears throat> but I will step to niggas for stealing jokes. I remember this one nigga stole a joke straight from Mo Better Blues because uh, this great comedian, Robin Harris, plays a character in that movie. And he had a bunch of funny lines and he actually did some of his stand-up during the movie. And this dude stole his joke. And I was like, nigga, that joke is from Mo Better Blues. He's like, for real? That's my movie. I'm like, nigga, if that's your movie, you know you stole that shit. <laughs> but that's not, I haven't seen anybody stealing directly from me. I got a kind of weird style. Well, not a weird, I say it's uh, kind of unique. A lot of mannerisms, facial expressions and shit like that. Oh, it's kind of hard to just steal from me. But you know, niggas steal, man. It's a competitive environment, of course niggas steal. But that shit on Steve Harvey was hilarious. I didn't know Steve Harvey said he didn't, I never wanted to be a movie star, I wanted to host a game show. And the cat just pointed out the absurdity of that. Don't know nigga. <laughs> No nigga, the game is like, yeah, I don't want all that money and pain that comes with doing movies. I'll host the Family Feud. But I ain't never liked Steve Harvey since he was since I heard he had a problem with Bernie Mac. I'm like, fuck out here, Steve. You know Bernie ten times funnier than you. Motherfucker, you can hold a candle to my shit. Huh? Wait, I'm like, fuck Steve Harvey too. And that fake toupee he used to have. That shit was funny. I remember when I heard that shit. I was like, what? This nigga hair helmet is fake? How? This nigga had an aerospace engineer work on that shit. He said, make sure my shit is very uh, 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 aerodynamic. I need something that can stand the heat from these these crazy suits I be wearing. But niggas, big niggas been known Steve Harvey was kind of a fraud. My, my triple OG, Tony Woods, had a story about Steve Harvey. Apparently, this nigga had the hottest room in Dallas that niggas would go through the circuit and do. But if he was intimidated by you, this nigga would do about 30 minutes up front. That's the worst kind of host, man. A nigga that just does a set in between sets. Like, nigga, you supposed to do your shit up front and then get the fuck out the way and let these other niggas carry the show. 
And then bring it back up if it falls down a little bit, nigga. But you don't need 30 minutes to get the room back where they accept another comedian after a bomb. Because I will say, if you put two bad comedians back to back in the show without breaking up that horribleness, people will get weak on the stomach and start vomiting right in the showroom. <laughs> I ain't kidding. But they do, but well, some people have a visceral reaction to bad jokes. And by some people, I mean black people. Get off the stage, nigga. This is the type of shit you, I've heard come from black crowds before. Never at me. <laughs> My worst heckle was in Miami Improv. And it was a nigga I couldn't see who kept saying, Yah, bitch, yah, that, <laughs> that, that old soldier boy shit. And this shit was new then, and I didn't hear it. Because like, I guess like Miami gets the hot music before North Carolina does, especially the underground shit. That nigga, y'all, bitch, y'all, me, and I couldn't see him. I couldn't talk about him. I couldn't talk about his teeth or nothing because he was like a, he was like a, a ghost in the dark, just ruining my comedy set. But that kill yourself, nigga, that happens. I've never had that. Kill yourself. Now, now if somebody says that to you, they've made a very strong, they have a very strong opinion about your craft. It sucks. Uh, but Cat Williams was getting everybody, yo. Oh, man, he got Earthquake, and I like Earthquake, but that shit he said about Earthquake was funny. He said, why don't you see Earthquake in movies? Because that nigga can't read. <laughs> I was like, no, nigga, illiteracy is never funny. Yet I'm laughing. Oh, man. Uh, niggas, man. I like a little comedian fight. It lets me know these niggas are human, too. I'm like, oh, got people amongst you that don't like each other. Oh, it's cool. That's how life works. But I do recommend you see that shit. That shit's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know Cat Williams Yeah shit He talking shit about Jonathan Majors He's like I like white women But I never let one get close enough Never have me running through the streets <laughs> I'm paraphrasing of course you know. Alright man I think that's enough man In conclusion Talk to you soon